All right. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And today we are looking at, oh no, Prometheus. <laughs> this is a really pretentious title for this episode. Yeah, this is Prometheus Unbound. Like, holy crap, that's that's pretentious. Well, it's, it's the name of a play by uh, an incomplete ancient Greek play. Oh. Yeah, and, that's yes. what's so pretentious about it. And then that inspired the play of the same name by Percy Shelley. Yes. Any relation to Mary Shelley? Uh, yes, a husband. Oh, so that's why they called huh. that one Frankenstein movie Prometheus Unbound. Oh. Yes. Well, and isn't uh, isn't Frankenstein, isn't the subtitle for that the modern-day Prometheus? Um, yeah. I believe so, yeah. The modern Prometheus. The modern Prometheus. Uh, speaking and, of uh, pretentious... Are there... you going to say something? <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is, uh, this is written by Marv Wolfman. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's an episode about a wolfman, by a wolfman. Yeah. And this, he's written a bunch of Beast Machines episodes. Uh, this is, he's written, well, he, he wrote the original story outline. And he re- wrote three in the first season, and then he is only one in the second season. And Aww. he wrote The Return of Optimus Prime. Yes, he did. And uh, The Probe in Beast Wars. And also and a, a shitload of Dracula. Yes, ton of Dracula, a uh, ton of Teen Titans. Like, what uh, form did this Dracula take? A tomb of Dracula in comics. Oh, okay. All right. And then he's come back to it a couple of times. But Wait, like, was was this he, during like, the hamburger like eating 70. period? Well, that's what that was based on, yes. I don't know if he actually eats a hamburger in the comics. I was thinking he did, too. But, but that anime movie was loosely based on uh, the Tomb of Dracula comics that Marvel Wolfman wrote. Yeah, it condenses, yeah, this, uh, like, two years' worth of comics into one bad movie, doesn't it? Yes. Anywho. Good job. And yeah, it's appropriate that we are recording this episode at the beginning of October. It was written by a wolfman. It features a wolfman. Uh, there's a little Frankenstein in it. And this episode definitely has some horror undertones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, did you mention the director? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, it's uh, Sebastian Broden. This was the only episode he uh, he directed. Oh. Uh, it, it looks good. It, it does look very good. Oh, speaking... Okay, I mean, back most to previous... Uh, it looks good, but speaking of pretentious, first the shot of the mega head, the moon coming out behind it, the face fades into Noble's head, and he howls at the moon. This is the least subtle visual this entire show has ever done. Yeah. <laughs> it looks good, but it's not subtle in the least. Oh, it, it does look good. And uh, yeah. super nerds, we know the planet has had two moons for quite some time now, but this is the first time we see sign of a moon all series. Yeah, it does uh, no, look we really saw cool. One yeah, in was... the previous season. Yeah, oh, we was, did. Um... I think it was during either the key or the catalyst. It was when they were doing that big chase with the the moving buildings. Yeah, we we saw. And they were trying to steal a mold drone. 
I think it was oh, the right. same moon because yeah. it's the one with the big. Oh yeah, it's got that like big jagged scar across it. It's a cool looking moon. I don't think it's actually in 3D. I think it's just a flat 2D thing of a moon. Yeah, yeah but it I, neat. It it look, definitely looks 2D, and one of the extended shots of Grand Mall in the last episode was also clearly just okay. We've rendered the mega head for one frame. Now we're going <laughs> to drop it in behind the foreground layer, but in front of the moving clouds background layer. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Ow, werewolves Viacon. <laughs> you better stay away from him he'll rip your lungs out Jim and uh, yeah apparently this is just happening all the time and the Maximals are getting a little sick of it yeah Black Acne is even starting to read more into it I think she's also noticed that Noble is voiced by David <laughs> Kay yeah she's giving her the creeps but uh, Night Scream is all oh, he's, he's fine he's fine He's my only friend. Don't be mean to him. And um, then Rat Trap is mean to him. Is, is and this, also yeah. mean to Night Scream. Is this the first time we've had a reference to how many days take place between episodes? They say this has been happening five nights in a row. I believe it is, yes. It's like yeah. every other episode, it's like it takes place right after or it's some undefined time later. And it also indicates that Cybertron has regular days and nights. Yeah. Well... Cybertronian days and nights. Who knows how long they are, but still. Yeah, they've actually. This has actually been happening for like three years. <laughs> to the extent that they bring it up as a plot point, it almost feels like there's an episode missing here. Yeah, that would explain why this feels like you know, like this. It's not really drawn out very much. It just sort of there's this mystery. And now the mystery is resolved. Mm -hmm. Pacing-wise, it really would have benefited from just one more in between, where Noble is just there. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're fighting some rogue machine that's still working or something, a factory or something. I mean, you actually could have uh, put in the next episode, uh, In Darkest Night, maybe as a second part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I don't think that depends on the end of this episode happening. But anyway, so it turns out that not only is he howling at the moon, but he is also going to the same place, and that is Megatron's Citadel, where he's just banging on the doors like Quasimodo. (laughs) Sanctuary! Sanctuary! Yeah, so... And I believe it's also at this point where Rattrap refers to the Megahead as a giant, floating, sparkless tribute to Unicron, which was... Yay! Yes. I appreciated that. And also, Rattrap refers to uh, Savage as a giant, wigged-out, flesh-eating Gila monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting that he actually chose Gila monster instead of just saying dragon, because that would be less subtle. Well, yes. And he, I mean, actually, Gila monsters are kind of, like, fat and sluggish like this. It's yeah. an apt comparison. Yeah, it's a Gila monster with wings. Kind of works. Well, I mean, he's as much a Gila monster as uh, Beast Wars Iguanus was, who was a Gila monster with a giant frill for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's like uh, it's like Jurassic Park. I mean, have you ever seen a Gila monster in real life? Maybe they have frills, and that wouldn't be saved in the zoo. Where I, I, yeah, yeah, I actually, I actually did see one at the Toronto Zoo when Gila I was a kid. Gila monsters are adorable. Yeah, they have them. They have them at the Columbus Zoo. I mean, I think they're pretty easy to keep. They're just big, dumb lizards. 
Yeah, I mean, they're poisonous. I mean, if they bite you, and it, they don't even have, like, fangs, they kind of have to, like, bite you for a while to grind the poison in. Wait, <laughs> yeah. no. No, if they're poisonous, that just means you can't eat them. Oh, you're right, right. They're it's venomous. venomous, that means. Yeah, wait. Okay. So they're venomous. Oh, right, venomous. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's still banging on the doors. He, tur- they, he turns into Savage, still keeps trying to claw it in, and then it's a, it's a bunch of tentacles. <laughs> Security tentacles. Yeah, you know. And, and that savage. day a fetish was born somewhere. Uh, I'm, I'm disturbed that Megatron has security tentacles. The, oh, oh, this is a not so subtle thing. It's like there's a big bad wolf banging on a door. Let me in, little piggy. Well, there's no little piggy inside, <laughs> but let me in, little sparks. Yeah, sadly, uh, Razor Beast is not in this episode. Do we skip over a uh, line that? Night Scream at some point says, with friends like you who needs Megatron? Or does that come after this part? That's no, right I around this part. remember that. Because, yeah, Savage apparently retains enough control in his Savage form to save Night Scream from these security tentacles. Yeah. So he gets totally enveloped in them. They, they cut him loose, and he's gone back to Noble. And he's very confused. Aww. Also, interesting to note, in the break between, like, the Howling at the Moon and him running away yet again and turning up here, we actually don't get the uh, opening episode title and credits until now. Yeah, it's almost as if they were trying to do, like, a cold open. Yeah, what, did that mm-hmm. happen last episode, too? I think it was... It did, yes, because we got the, uh, they went up to check out the thing, they got hit by the, um, force field, and they're plummeting, and then there's a little break. I... I, when I re- when it was aired, I can't remember if there was a commercial break there or not. Hmm. It felt like it. Or there was there was like a split second of black anyway. Like there should have been a commercial. I mean, I guess we would see cold opens in Transformers series uh, much later. I think Transformers Prime had them. Hmm. And I know Robots in Disguise definitely has them. Yeah. But I think everything up from G1 to animated had just credits, and then the show starts. I, I kind of enjoy the cold open, because I've been watching a lot of uh, X-Files on uh, Netflix lately. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, cold open is nice. I mean, I mean, fewer people getting killed by monsters on Transformers Prime, but still. <laughs> uh, only, only somewhat fewer. There's still yeah. a lot of people getting killed on that show. Well, yes. Honestly, I imagine cold opens are better for ratings. If you're just going straight from the last show on the schedule to the opening credits for the next show on the schedule, that's a 30-second clip you've already seen that's a chance to flip the channel. But if you're going straight into, oh, something interesting going on, that's got them hooked. I mean, I would think so. Pretty much every network show uses the cold open now. Even, uh, like, Modern Family has uh, has a cold open. Yeah. Yeah, plus it's a chance to do a fun, kind of unrelated vignette if you're not yes. tied into the rest of the episode. Hmm. So yeah, Noble, so Noble's confused, Optimus and Night Scream defend him, and Rat Trap is just not having it. <laughs> yes, listen also, to the paranoid Rat Trap. Hmm? At yeah, some Rat Trap point... Is... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. At some point, Noble is just like, oh, it's all I can do to repay you for all the kindness you've shown me off-screen between episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and like how they talk about how, you know, he's been doing that for several nights in a row, but yeah, it's just, there's definitely, it feels like there's some time missing. 
Yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't wholly object to this because often in three-parters, the middle part kind of sags. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe this was a three-parter and then they noticed, you know, we can kind of do without that three-part, without that middle part and just, you know, use some exposition in here. That's true. Maybe. So, yeah, they, uh, so they, they calm things down. They decide that, you know, we've got to find these sparks, which is, I mean, what's the, I mean, after all the... Uh, subtitle for this season, at least on Fox, was Battle for the Spark. Yeah. <laughs> or or as it was listed in the uh, the Toy Fair press release that year, Battle for the Shark. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, better show. Which was actually pretty great because there was a shark in, in that year's line. Oh, there uh, was, Hammer uh, Strike. Hammer Strike. So, that's, there, there was a shark for them to be battling for. <laughs> Oh god, now I'm just imagining shark. the Beast Wars season battle for the shark, where it's just the Maximals and the Predacons trying to court the affections of the unaffiliated cyber shark. <laughs> I would watch that. I was just yeah. thinking like a giant floating sky bite in the sky. Ooh. Deafening us with his uh, loud poetry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sandcastles in the sand, sky bites in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> so they are going to, uh, they're going to look inside uh, the Citadel for clues, because, you know, it would make sense for Megatron to have the sparks there, because we know at least at one point he did have them there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he, back in uh, Mercen- uh, Fires of the Past... We know that. Do the Maximals know that? They no, do not know that. Dun, so, dun, dun. I mean, they aren't necessarily looking for them in there. They're just looking for clues. Because, you know, they, they can get into Megatron's computer systems via Rat Trap R2-D2-ing them. Yes. Seems like they would have thought to try that by now, considering it's been at least five days since they messed Noble, plus... A couple days before However long that. since. Yeah. Maybe they the were head. looking in other places for the Sparks? Yeah, they, they probably should have checked there first. But, you know, it's always the last place you look. They did find a whole lot of car keys, though. (laughs) (laughs) Quarters, too. Quarters, phone chargers. Wait, wait. (laughs) If if you find car keys on Cybertron where everybody turns into cars, what does that mean? Um, That's uh, that's kind of a signifier of a relationship. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, here's my car key. Oh, Oh, that's kind of sweet. Aw, here's the key to my ignition. <laughs> uh, now now that you have the key to my ignition, please stop uh, pressing the button from across the street. It's very annoying. <laughs> yes. Just making my lights flash. Anyway, so they are, they're all going in there with the exception of Noble, because that dude is crazy. <laughs> you know, and th- we've got enough to worry about in, in there without worrying about you know, your deranged wolfman friend, Night Scream, so we're not doing this. Let's maybe not bring the guy with self-control issues into the death trap. Yes. Yeah, maybe. But it turns out he definitely has self-control issues because he goes anyway. <laughs> like, they're walking away, and then he just, like, has to turn around and run in. Yes. Are, are we unclear on the concept of no, says Primal? <laughs> Which is a good delivery from Gary Chalk there. He's very... Yes. he's. He's your disappointed dad. Noble's a bad he dog. Is. Bad dog. No. No, Noble. Uh, bad puppy. You gotta train him. 
Also, it's here that uh, Rat Trap says, opens the door with open says me, which got a chuckle out of me. Uh, yeah, there, there's a couple of weird jokes in here. And yeah, Noble comes in, and he is, like, super twitchy. And I, I like the the animation here, where he just looks like he's spasming with uh, with anxiety. Yeah. yeah. You, you have any more of that ancient man? I'm sorry, wrong franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Again. We're, we're, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty in, in deep, those of us who, who have gone back to the world of Warcraft. Because until now, he transforms into Savage when he gets angry, like the Hulk. So he gets inside, yes. his, he's still twitching, his emotions are conflicted. Yeah. What, what, what a terrible night to have a curse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so the party so, yeah. has found he's the in. dungeon. Yes. And immediately they step, uh, Noble steps on a bunch of mines. Well, he doesn't immediately. Oh, no, first. He starts running pretty far, looking at the ground. And then when he's like hundreds of feet away from everybody else, he steps on a trigger for a trap. Mm-hmm. So there are all mm-hmm. these floating mines, and uh, this isn't, do, this isn't uh, helping his, uh, his emotional stability much because he just turns into... Uh, Savage and sets off all the mines. <laughs> Good job. Yes. Now, well, trap number two because there was a trap at the door first. It was a force field thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were all trap. like, "That was the trap Megatron wanted us to find." Now let's yes. look for the other traps. Because because they know Megatron that well at this point. And, yeah, and we all know that Megatron will prepare and trap. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And Noble doesn't even charge ahead until Rat Trap's like, well. I can't do any of the stuff we want to do from here, but if we get to his actual, like, office, maybe I can do some stuff from there. Yeah. It's almost as if uh, he's really trying to get in there for some reason. Some yeah. mysterious reason. I, I can't I can't imagine why he would do that. And then why, also... Why? Yeah. Go ahead. So, yeah, they, uh, they do finally get in there. They get to the... Thr- they, they've lost Savage. But, oh, uh, before they lose Savage, when we actually see him, like, standing on the booby trap pressure plate and freaking out and turning into Savage, I think we see another sign of, like, a Blizzard entertainment. This was an influence on them, because the way he kind of, like, takes a knee and wings burst out of his back before hmm. the rest of him turns into the Wyvern, Really seems similar to how they've handled that for the characters that have that kind of transformation in World of Warcraft. Oh, like like demon hunters, like demon hunters, and like I, warlocks before demon hunters had that stolen from them, and sorry, like Illidan. We needed it for our melee DPS. Why can't I'm, warlocks have nice things? Because I'm very melee confused. DPS Even, has to take everything. I'm 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 mostly confused too, Rob. Even the trailers for that movie confused me. <laughs> I had to explain that movie to to some people like in my writing group who watched it with no context and were extremely confused. Well, you're going to have to explain it to me too when it comes on to Netflix. I'll I'll uh, see what I can do. I'm still just baffled why they'd go, "Oh, hey, the story everyone loves is Warcraft 3 and the parts everyone likes about the overall universe is like all the other cool species." I know. We'll make the first movie about the first game that nobody played, and about orcs and humans, and give other cre- other races only like five minutes of screen time total, and yeah. like two speaking lines. 
and some of them don't exist yet. I played a bit of it, but I played it mostly for the sense of humor that the movie doesn't have. Uh, so that's yeah. going to be entertaining. That's yeah. not great. Anyway, Transformers, that has a sense of humor. <laughs> Beast machines. <laughs> hey, it's all connected. Uh, Chris Metzen was uh, notably involved with Transformers and was apparently a big Simon Furman fan. Huh. Huh. Or so he said at a... The BotCon he Wait. was at, where I actually got to talk to him for a little bit. Oh, neat. Uh, after the explosion, they lose track of Noble Savage, right? Savage Noble. Yes, yeah. and they the and Rat Trap is upset at them for dragging the dragon along. Uh, yeah. Rat Trap. And then they split the party again. Yep. Night Screw and Optimus are looking for Savage, and Rat Trap and Cheetor and Black Rachnia are headed to the throne room. Can I? point something out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's really rude and disrespectful and depersonizing that they don't refer to him as noble in both forms. That's a good yeah. point. Well, it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like the Hulk. There's Bruce Banner and there's the Hulk. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, in that case, we know that Banner considers the Hulk to be the other guy. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it sort of depends on, like, maybe they should ask him how he feels about it, you know, during those several days uh, in between. Wait, did, yeah. when maybe they did during the cut episode. Yeah, yeah, and he said, no, no, that that's totally different. I mean, he doesn't seem to have any memories of that yeah. time. Because, wait, did, didn't yeah, when we... He doesn't seem to. Yeah. When Noble first yes. introduced himself, didn't he say he was being pursued by something? Or there was a line yes. kind of like that? Yeah, so... Oh, right, yes. So in his introduction, it was implied that it was a different guy, as he thought mm. it was a different guy. Yes. Anyway, so there's a dungeon, there's traps. So yeah. meanwhile, during Aliens... <laughs> this is the most D&D episode. So meanwhile, my... <laughs> so meanwhile, my Demon Hunter... Uh, oh, how yeah. the entire thing is shot. It's super Aliens. Oh, yeah. Huh. So anyway, uh, Noble gets to the throne room and he uh, he tries to uh, get to the uh, get to the control harness, but it's uh, we get it's got the whole floating jigsaw puzzle bridge thing, and he falls. Yeah, and yes. so Nightscrew and Optimus have to go and save him. Oh, before that, they're kind of going through the hallways, and it, like I was saying before, it's super aliens. And then I forget who, but someone says, it "Sounds like something's following us." And then Rat Trap says. I hope it's not Savage, who is A, exactly who they're looking for, <laughs> and B, as Black Arachnia points out, really? You hope it's not the one thing you know that's a threat in here? You hope there's a second threat? <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, maybe he hopes it's like Thrust or somebody. That wouldn't yeah. be that scary. They've but beaten that guy a bunch of times. The yeah, shots all through scary. that are really neat, because th- their shots are like the Maximals walking around. And then it'll cut to a shot of Savage. And then it'll cut to other Maximals walking around. And then it'll cut to Noble. So he's flipping back. It's implied he's flipping back and forth between forms while everybody else is wandering around. Yes. And he didn't seem to have much control over that, so it's a little suspicious. There's one shot that also is like kind of implying that like Savage is watching them and charging at them, but then nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. It's... It, Kind of like a horror movie jump scare that's trying to get the scare without actually doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Rat Trap makes it to this control harness, uh, plugs it in. We get a bit of a fashion joke. Uh, Black Racky notes oh, they, that... Uh, 
it is frumpy but fe- but functional. <laughs> oh, they also uh, tag team combo move toss Rat Trap over to it. Yes, it's a uh, very very Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. It is, uh, and this is a very nicely animated episode, and it has a lot of neat little flourishes like that. Yeah. And so he's he's going through this. He is not, as he insists, reading the Sunday funnies. <laughs> which who even does that on Earth, much less on Cybertron in the future? <laughs> Maybe in yeah, they all read web comics now. I haven't done that for. They just really love Beetle Bailey. Fifteen years. I think I was still doing it when this episode aired, but not anymore. <laughs> I think of the comics that are published on a daily basis with kind of the gag-a-day format that I actually still read, I don't... Well, there's one that's still actually published in the newspaper, and I probably should stop reading it. (laughs) I still read Dilbert partially out of inertia and partially out of being morbidly fascinated with how horrible Scott Adams is. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that that guy is a piece of work. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he's uh, he's he's searching for you know anything, but everything is encrypted, even the encryption. <laughs> Which uh, does that make sense with computers? Uh, I think that may have something to do with this whole thing about hashing with salt, maybe. I'm, Which is I mean, something wait, I hear what? about. I have no yeah, idea encryption is being like encrypted the- is kind of the point of encryption, like. Yes, of course, the details on how you're storing this and the key. Yeah, you're going to encrypt that. That that's not like unusual for security. That's just not being bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, hash uh, salts and all that. It, it, oh God, I'm sorry. I I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not getting hungry. Hash Welcome salt. To st- Stasis Pod, the huge nerd podcast. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll make some hash browns after this. I remember Salted food. hashes, wait, that's... Oh. Bad for me, but it tastes... Anyway, so Optimus and Night Scream have hauled Noble up from the bottomless pit. But uh, Noble suddenly undergoes a bit of a change of personality. Mm. He sees Rat Trap in the harness, turns into Savage via his own free will, uh, and blasts him out of, the, uh, out of the harness, and then all sorts of... Alarm goes off, and here are a bunch of spark extractors, uh, which mostly remind me of the nozzle. <laughs> the nozzle. Yeah, lots of angry. Please fast do not look nozzles. directly into the nozzle. The nozzle. Yeah. Oh no! The also- the noble NPC that snuck into the dungeon with us betrayed us. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> Night scream is so up upset that this guy who they've known for like two days has five days terribly betrayed them okay i mean five he has days. literally no friends and i assume uh noble befriended him because he obviously saw vulnerability there yeah <laughs> and savage's yeah. blast doesn't actually seem to do as much damage as it did to everyone else who's been hit by in like the past episode mm-hmm. no he just kind of, gets mildly scorched yeah he just kind of drops out of the Cowl and then is complaining. Yes. Well, complaining so like he, he was uh, in a Looney Tune. He says something weird and funny. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they they fight the nozzles. Uh, Cheetor makes a bunch of sushi jokes. Oh, yeah. He says, wasabi yeah, soy sauce dinner is served. And then he winks at the camera. What? It yeah, took me like, it took yeah. me like almost a minute to figure out, oh, he was making metal tentacle sushi joke. 
Like he was cutting <laughs> the, eel. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was just weird. Well, I guess because sushi's often in like little sort of cylindrical segments like that, I guess. And also this entire action. Like I just have this entire scene noted as, and for a late act action sequence, spark extractors where everyone gets to take out a couple by doing a cool <laughs> thing they can do. Yep, we needed to get a little more action in this episode. Yeah, which, well, considering... They, they told us we needed some more action. Well, it was written by Walt, Marv Wolfman. This this kind of does feel like a Teen Titans story, in that there's a little, little bit of action. There, there's lots of teamwork, annoying and, quips. And then later, so there's some uh, weird statutory rape by the uh, by the villain. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's... <laughs> that that thankfully does not happen. Mm. Okay, good. No, no underage smoking either. Aw. No smoking on Cybertron. Uh, and, and yeah, this is so pointless that Rattrap just gets back into this harness, uh, just in time for Noble to yank him out and then get dramatically backlit. Aw, the best oh, In spite of it being a dramatic backlight, it's just funny how he just kind of casually discards Rattrap. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it is super cool looking, though. It, it's very cool looking, but it also it, it's kind of Sin City looking because it's black and red oh, with a little bit, or black and white with a little bit of red. Yeah, and so Noble gets into the harness himself, and it doesn't work. <laughs> nope, because he's uh, in an organic body, and I think we've pretty much figured out at this point what's going on, and hopefully the Maximals have. No. But if you haven't, don't worry. We're going to get it monologued to us in the next scene. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he just grabs a couple spark extractors and yanks his own spark out, which... Another good scene. But why does he have a spark? Yeah, the Maxwells are surprised here because he has a spark. They pre- I mean, they thought last time that he was a Transformer who had somehow become totally organic. Yeah. But... What would have happened to his spark? Yeah, it's weird then? that they're surprised he still has a spark if he has the same story as Night Scream, that he was a Transformer. Like, why wouldn't he have a spark? It's a weird-looking spark because it's bigger and it's kind of orange and red. Yeah, it's very orange. Yeah. But, yeah, it. I do like the scene where he's self-spark extracting, committing werewolf suicide. Yeah, it's it, is, violent. it is weird. So, yeah, the... Uh, the spark comes out, and we finally hear the the old David K. Free at last, free at last, which is probably the first and last time that Megatron will ever quote Martin Luther King. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure IDW Megatron had a dream. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, paraphrasing. Yeah. It's like, I, don't know, I could see that. It's a Megatron-y thing to do, to take somebody else's speech and twist it. So the spark shoots up into the sky, and now that giant Megatron head is fully activated. <gasps> A fully operational giant And fully expressive, with his giant eyebrows. Yes. yes. And That's weirdly cool. deforming mouth plate. Well, yeah, yes. it's, it's, the mouth plate doesn't deform so much as, like, where the nose would be wrinkles a lot, weirdly. Like, the rest of the mouth kind of below that doesn't really move that much. Yes. We do get a big monologue here. For an eternity, I slaved to free myself from the organic material contaminating my otherwise perfect technological body. I finally succeeded in separating the two, but my spark remained with the wrong half, the organic half. <laughs> I knew that the answer to curing myself lay inside my citadel, but as, as an organic beast, I could never hope to enter it and survive. 
which is why I needed you, Night Scream, naive, headstrong, and utterly malleable. Hmm, you proved stupid. the perfect pawn. <laughs> Moronic. <laughs> really gullible. I love that Megatron finally takes power of the fully functional and operational battle body that he built for himself and yes. uses its full power to gloat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's it's Megatron, of course that's the first thing he's gonna do. Yeah, that's entirely no, that's, accurate entirely and reasonable. Yeah. Now to to uh to quote Hermes Conrad here, this only raises further questions. <laughs> So yeah. what, what questions? Did Megatron have this head built, or did it just come into being? We saw the plans in an earlier episode, so presumably right. he was building it, or had found that it had been built somewhere, and maybe he was modifying it to look more right. like his own face, which is just eyebrows, really. Well, I, I think it makes total sense. I mean, he wants to rid himself of his organic half, and then... He definitely wants to get rid of the body he had before that was still tainted by his organic half. He wants to have got the organics out. So he's waiting until he's got that done to transition from the old body that was tainted to the new body that is perfect that he's been designing for years. Okay, and so... Which is huge. And so Savage Noble, like, amoebaed off him at some point during the whole uh, plasma energy key to vector sigma thing... Hmm. In, sure, uh, why not? End of the line. And then whatever was left was the part that we saw crumble into dust in Fallout. Yes. Okay, that kind of makes sense. I'll take it. <laughs> so yeah, he fires a big energy beam into the planet, and all, everything comes back online, including all the Viacon drones, which attack via stock footage. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, it's not really stock, and we get all this kind of weird blurring on the Maximals during the footage of them fighting slash fleeing. Yeah. Like, it's not bad, but it's kind of weird seeing the attempts at implementing motion blur on the footage. Oh. It is weird. That's, yeah, they're they're fighting, but it's Beast Machines, so they're somewhat outnumbered, so they just uh, decide to run away into the sewers. And Black Rachnia can use her webbing as weld filament. Yes. Yay. And also she electrocutes a couple of uh, drones through the manhole cover, which I thought was neat. Yes. An important skill. Yeah, so now everybody's sad again. Night Scream is especially sad, and Rat Trap actually offers a sincere apology. Aww. Even though he was it, right. He was right all yeah. along. He's just feeling, he's just, he didn't want to be right. You know? Yeah. Like I said in the last episode, it's not that he wants to be an asshat to everyone. It's just that he doesn't understand where the line is between good-natured ribbing and just being an asshat. <laughs> yeah. But good news. Yeah, Night much screen. like yeah, much like any horror movie, we get a real the end or is it scene <laughs> on which we see the uh, uh, the in Megatron's empty citadel, the uh, lifeless noble stirs to life. Well, it's not <gasps> lifeless; it's soulless. Well. Sparkless. So, what the hell does yeah, that I mean? mean? He's got like an organic brain. Yeah, that's like there was a spark in there with a mind that was Megatron that's gone. So, what the hell is left? A nervous system with uh, electrical impulses that are kind of echoing through the body, twitching and making it vibrate. Yeah, Most you know, primitive 
thing. Which it's... I mean, maybe it did have like a brain, and just Megatron, since his spark was in there, was able to control that brain. But it should have been his brain because we're it was going made... to find out later. It's not really. But but it was like Sorry. made from him. It was like part dragon, so it was made from the organics Megatron got on Earth. Although how he got a dragon on Earth? Where's and... the wolf come from? I though? don't. It's his first Sona. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's from when Primal started to reformat him in the uh, in end of the road, end uh, of the line. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I was just thinking, it's his side that says yes and no. <laughs> it seems to have been mostly abandoned. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, uh, he hasn't been Later goes on to become. Uh, yeah, later goes on to become Steeljaw in uh, Robots in Disguise. There's also a Blue Wolf. Oh yeah, it's a good point. Huh. And so yeah, that is Prometheus Unbound. It's uh, we're three episodes into the new season, and things are kind of where we left off in the last season. <laughs> Yeah. Megatron's back in charge of the planet. Uh, he's down one Viacon, and also now instead of a person, he's a giant head. Yeah. So basically, yeah. what he's what's happened is Megatron is now more mobile. Yes. yes. Well, and the other two Viacons have been uh, wandering hey, th- off on their own for a while, so they're a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've become kind of a running joke. So, but we're gonna be. Uh, we're going to say a fond farewell to one of them in the next episode. Oh. No. But they're both so fun. I'm sad. Yeah. So but, so join us next time when we won't be wearing hockey pads in <laughs> in darkest night. Oh, are we going to make Batman jokes all episode? Yes. Al- also possibly Green Lantern jokes. Yes. Oh, oh, right, darkest night. Uh, I think there is a bit of green lighting in the next episode. Huh. Some green lighting, and you know, and yeah. So, but until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we are on Tumblr, and we are on Facebook. And we are hosted by IaconUnderground.net, uh, where we do have a Patreon set up to help us with web costs. That is at Patreon.com/slash IaconUnderground. And, of course, you can also find us on uh, iTunes as well, if you prefer, and on Google Play. Yes. For, for the would... Android people out there. Yes. Lunatics. <laughs> no, we're not. Also, many fine third-party podcatchers. Yes. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Are we on Spotify? <laughs> uh, or is that the I shitty one that sticks no. commercials in? Yeah. Spotify oh. sticks commercials in, I think. Yeah, if we are going to be sticking commercials in, we are going to get some of that squ- sweet uh, me undies Skrilla for ourselves. <laughs> yes. And also maybe some complimentary underwear. Or mattresses. Ooh. A couple of mattresses. Mattresses, um, some sort of internet stamps. <laughs> I still don't you know what, to what those are. Crate? Audible.com. Uh, I, I, I refuse on principle to do loot crate. I did it once. It was... I, I, I uh, listen to a lot of writing podcasts, and they all are sponsored by sponsored by Audible dot com. Oh yeah, yeah. Audible be fine. Mm. Maybe we should switch our web hosting to Squarespace. <laughs> well, we would like to build a professional website. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> build it. Although, as far as podcasts ad go, nothing can beat the uh, one for on the Flophouse that I heard a couple years ago advertising an open source dildo. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> RIP open source is okay. no, I, no, no, I can beat that. Hmm? The Steve Austin Show podcast frequently has advertisements for CougarLife.com. (laughs) (laughs) The the comedy in that is the sincerity of Steve Austin doing it. (laughs) Boy, I thought my my love life was uh, really done for, but then suddenly, glass shatters. (laughs) 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 Then love came and uh, shotgunned a beer on my head. (laughs) <laughs> I met her and she was stone cold stunning <laughs> Anyway did, did, did we cover Patreon and everything Yes, yes we mentioned Patreon okay. And of course if you would like to uh, write into us About what ads you'd like to hear from us uh, Write into the Maxim mailbag At stasispodcast At gmail.com So until next time I'm Rob I'm Jen I'm Alex. And I'm David. Are you? Are you really, though? Or are you a mysterious wyvern creature? at all the possible ways just conversationally and we'll we'll get to the right one at yeah. some point in there. Oh, I have a more developed theory of something I brought up during the episode now. Oh. Okay. Savage is Mega or Noble is Megatron's hammy side, <laughs> which is why he makes such a perfect host for Silverbolt. <laughs> <laughs>
They don't look like they came from the Disney Channel uh, clone factory. Yeah, they don't look they like, look like... They look real people. They're kind of they, weird-looking kids. Yes. They look so 80s that it just seems like kind of weird to think that they're like out there right now. It, it feels like you could go to Wikipedia and look up their their pages and see like the last, you know, yes. like their their uh, drunk driving the- arrests from the early 90s, yeah. and they're they're now doing the convention circuit. Oh. I also love that the main kid's name is Finn Wolfhard. Oh, I, I've only I've only been able to figure out like most of their names I don't know. There's Will because they keep shouting his name. Uh huh. They're um. Oh, no, the actor's name. name is Finn Wolfhard. Oh, oh, wow, that's weird. that's pretty great. Yeah, that's the main kid. He's from uh, Canada, I think. Oh. <laughs> oh, did you see the clip of them performing Uptown Funk at the Emmys? Uh, I did see that. Those kids are adorable. <laughs> I'll have to watch that later. Aw, children. Okay. All right. So, is everybody ready to start? Yes. Episode. Remind me of that sometime tomorrow, and I'll I'll teleport to New Jersey and murder you. <laughs> well, that, good luck with that. I'm not in New Jersey. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she. I mean, she might be able to teleport there via pure uh, rage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Atlantic City does seem to collect people's pure rage. Well, yes. 